in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. This is Auburn, Opelika This Morning with Zach Blackerby. Lindsey Crosby here for the final segment of the Thursday edition of Auburn Opelika This Morning. I am joined by Rex Ponder of University Ace, who took umbrage with my uh, calling this sunny. Yes, uh, I said that's interesting. He looked out the window, and uh, it's cloudy, the wind's blowing, and he said, I'm going with sunny. That's optimism, folks. Yeah, well, it's... The it's, sun's up there somewhere. It's one of those things where it's bright. That's right. Like, they're just I see brightness out of the window. And normally, like, when it's cloudy, it's normally darker than this. And yeah. so it's something where... I'm like, you know what? Let's go with sunny. Plus, Low we're trying sunny. to be optimistic. Exactly Intern right. Caitlin, do you think that's sunny or is this cloudy? I felt a rain drop a second ago outside. Well, I wasn't outside, so I can't. Okay, that's fine. It's Point is, it's fine. It's 70. It's fine outside. Right. It's some combination of sunny and or cloudy. I don't know. Rex, how are you? I am doing fine, sir, and I want to add to this sunny, cloudy situation. It is humid Ugh. outside. Humid. It is hot and humid, but it's central Alabama. It is the time of year for that. But for those of you that are doing gardening and uh, everything outside or having to work a lot outside, be careful. Hydrate. Yes, hydrate. You've got to hydrate, hydrate to be great. Hydrate. I've got a, had a little problem with that uh, a week ago, or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember. Now it's affected my brain. But, to give some, uh, some some context to the humidity, the airport right now says the humidity is ninety four percent. So that is awful. That is People absolutely awful. Be careful out there. I tell you what, yeah. there is uh, no substitute from drinking plenty of fluids and uh, everything and trying to stay hydrated uh, out there. But uh, whether it's Sunny or cloudy, that humidity will get you. But anyway, it's good to be here today. Yep, and you had a topic. I know you do. You have a giant notebook full of stuff. But intern Caitlin came in with a question right before mm-hmm. we went on on air, and I, I kind of rudely actually told her to save it for when we get on air. Don't just use it up off air. So what what did you have, for Caitlin? Well, first I have to say, holy moly. Holy moly. Oh. Ah, that's right. That's exactly right. Oh, man. So I was walking my dog yesterday afternoon at, um, I live at the end of Glen, and it's like this little park area, and there's like a rec field mm-hmm. for the kids, and I see pine straw, and then there's just like these baseball-sized holes, and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now... I do not believe that uh, since you see these little baseball-sized holes where the pine straw has been pulled back and everything, that uh, that could be possibly moles, but I have a gut feeling those are armadillos. Armadillos. Uh, there's Uh-oh. the phone. There's, that's a dollar, Rex. There's uh, the phone. That's a dollar. Oh, that's a dollar. Oh. I remember that, yes. Uh, let me see if I can get this thing <laughs> Okay, but so anyway, probably not moles. Um, might be armadillos. That's right. Armadillos come in, and they dig in your pine straw. They'll dig in your grass, your sod, and all out there looking for grubs. And uh, we have a lot of grub worms this time of year. And they can uh, sniff out those grubs, and they dig. They walk around. Of course, you don't see them because they're nocturnal. They come out at nighttime. You only see them when you're driving down the road and they hit your car. (laughs) And see the armadillo crossing the road saying, 
with his little paw up in the air saying, stop, stop, I'm coming across the road. But uh, anyway, they uh, get in there and pull your pine straw and dig, and they you have all these little holes. So I have a feeling that that's possibly it. But uh, And, of course, uh, in dealing, let's say that that possibly is it. And for those of you out there that are having uh, armadillo problems, the easiest way to get rid of armadillos or try to keep them from being a problem in your yard is to get rid of their food source. So treat your yard or treat the area with something that will help alleviate the grubs and their their food, and uh, they'll move right on because they'll come into your yard, sniff around, there won't be anything there, and they'll keep going to your neighbors. They take that neighbor, <laughs> you know, for not being nice, parking in my driveway one day or something like that. And uh, But uh, in, in case it is molds, you'll usually see... Moles make a tunnel, and usually they have a little raised area where the tunnel uh, is. And, uh, of course, uh, we were trying to talk about that one day, and then uh, Zach and Lindsay got off on, would you rather fight one giant mole or uh, 50 little bitty moles? And we spent the rest of the segment talking about that, and I was over here crying tears of, say, a giant mole it, or whatever. It got really off track, and uh, he's not here, so I'm going to blame Zach for that. Zach, Zach, Because he's not here. I can do that. Uh, but I have a feeling uh, it is your, it is uh, armadillos. Those are armadillos probably causing, because if you look closely, it's uh, at the little dugout areas. Usually they'll just be dug down. A little Not so far, enough. and they got the grub, and they moved on to the next uh, next segment. Lindsey Crosby, intern Caitlin with Rex Ponder of University Ace. Back in a minute. This is the Abbey Award-winning Auburn Opelika this morning. Hey, y'all. This is Lindsey Crosby, loan officer at Mid South Bank. We offer personalized, custom lending solutions structured to meet our customers' unique needs. Whether you need a personal, small business, or commercial loan, our Lee County team is experienced, responsive, and flexible. At MidSouth Bank, you get the best of both worlds, a bank large enough to serve your needs but small enough to know your name. We're MidSouth Bank, 519 East Glen Avenue in Auburn, or call me, Lindsay, at 334-521-6009. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. As dawn breaks through the forest, the great horned owl is perched with pride. The white-tailed doe frolics with freedom. The North American beaver builds with yellowwood brown pressure-treated pine. Most unusual. Bravo, little fellow. You truly are nature's most elite builder. For five-star backyards, yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. Come with the whole family to the Summer Night Downtown Art Walk in downtown Auburn. Join us Friday, June 11th from 6 to 10, rain or shine, and enjoy local and regional artists, live musicians, street performers, kids' activities, great food, and more. Plus special drinks from downtown restaurants and merchants with extended shopping hours. Starting line party and parade begins at 5 at Pebble Hill. Come decorate your bike, stroller, wagon, or yourself at the pre-parade decorating party. Summer Night is free to the public. For more details, visit auburnsummernight.org. Making 6 a.m. great again. This is Auburn Opelika This Morning. Lindsey Crosby, intern Caitlin, joined by Rex Ponder of University Ace. So, Rex, what did you have to talk about today? 
Well, you know, I was going to talk about today herbicides because okay. uh, we, we were saying uh, it's good to talk about timely topics. And, of course, this time of year, uh, people are mowing their lawn, or maybe a little more often because of these afternoon showers than mm-hmm. they would like. But along with the uh, grass growing better, uh, we tend to get a lot of weed growth in, in there, not only in your weeds coming up, Uh, potentially in your grass if you haven't treated or done a lot with it, but in natural areas and in your uh, flower beds and things like that. And uh, I was thinking, sometimes you just don't know what to say. People will come in and describe situations, and, uh, of course, they want the easiest method to get the weeds out, but sometimes there is no easy method other than getting down and pulling them out, especially Mm -hmm. in your your annual beds and things like that. There are some things you can put over the top uh, uh, that'll get some of the grassiest weeds, but your broadleaf weeds that are coming up in there, you just about have to get down there with them and pull them out. Try to be cool and stay hydrated, though. But it reminds me, uh, you don't know what to say sometime, but you can always be nice. It reminds me of the older gentleman who had a young lad, uh, the older gentleman was bald, and a young lad gave him a comb for a present. And, uh, a comb, like for your hair? A comb for okay. your hair, okay. and the gentleman was bald, and uh, what what do you think he said? This, I, I can't use this? No, he said, thank you, I'll never part with it. <laughs> and so, anyway, I y'all, you so seriously, Rex. that... Uh, let that go being so kind it's not it's no one trying to be kind in the situation uh but anyway in your herbicides as you come in and you're looking for the easier way of course if you if you don't have an opportunity we we hope a lot of you will come to university ace and uh see myself rex ponder or one of my associates uh who can help you select the right herbicide for the right situation but uh, for those of you who are out who just drop by a store to try to pick up something, you want to be certain that you get the appropriate thing for the appropriate situation because you can do more damage than good if you don't. But right. uh, herbicides are kind of listed as a substance that is toxic and is used to kill unwanted vegetation. That's good, but they come in a couple of categories. They are post-emergent and pre-emergent. Like post-emergent, as Lindsay is sitting there shaking his head up and down, are items that are sprayed on weeds that are already up, that have come up from seed or uh, or a rhizome or something uh, from underground. They're already up, and they uh, uh, are ready to ready to go to their heavenly home. Weed. Weed garden in the sky, but uh, post-emerge weeds, uh, they, they post-emerge herbicides kill vegetations that are already actively growing and uh, or seeds that are uh, already germinated. Now, some of the examples of uh, a couple of things that you can use, Roundup, is one of the more possible, uh, one of the more popular. Uh, non-selective herbicides, and by non-selective, it'll kill everything. It That's touches. exactly right. And then you have the selective herbicides. So your 
you're dealing with in herbicides, number one, post-emergent, and that's what a lot of people come in and say, I've got all these weeds. They see they, the weeds, they want to fix them. So a lot of you kind people bring me a nice bag of weeds, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you always look at me funny when we get through talking about them, and I hand them back to you, and I said, did you want to replant these? Uh, but anyway, it, uh, they want to, you want to kill the weeds that are uh, post-emergent. Now, there are two types, and you want to remember this as you go in to buy. Non-selective and selective. Non-selective is a herbicide that's going to kill, uh, most vegetation that is sprayed on. Mm-hmm. It's non-selective. Everything, if you go in and spray a, a a little uh, glob of crabgrass in the middle of your lawn, it's not only going to kill on non-selective herbicides, not only going to kill the crabgrass, but it's going to kill the lawn. Yeah, it's going to do and, everything and so right you there. you do not want to use a non-selective herbicide on your lawn. You want to use a selective herbicide that is designed to kill specific vegetation without affecting other types. Mm-hmm. Veg uh, weeds that are growing up in your lawn that you can get broadleaf and narrowleaf or grassiest types of weeds that are growing in your lawn without killing your grass. And there are many out there of uh, selective herbicides and non-selective. So when we you come in to see us, the thing that we're going to ask you, the first thing is, what are you trying to kill and is it? in a natural area out where you have nothing else you're just spraying indiscriminately trying to kill the weeds and uh, old bushes growing up and things or is it in your lawn or your flower bed where you've got to be extra careful so and that's something where they really should either bring the weed itself or a picture of the weed like a close picture of the weed into you so you can figure out the correct selection for that. Because uh, when you break that down into broadleaf and narrowleaf weeds, mm-hmm. grassiest types of weeds and broadleaf weeds, there are two different types. And your spray, especially when you're spraying your lawn, uh, there there are some sprays that have a mixture of a broadleaf weed killer and a narrowleaf but some of them are designed for one or the other. Mm-hmm. And you might get the wrong one and get out there and say, well, that got it, Mr. And I've had people come in and say, I bought this stuff and uh, show me a picture of what they had bought previously and said it killed all my dollar weed and uh, stuff along that line, but it didn't get any of the crabgrass or poana and things like that. And I, I'll tell them that uh, you got one that is selective, that is designed for broadleaf weeds mm-hmm. and get the wrong one. for narrowleaf weeds. And then we go. So you need to understand some of those things so that you can get the right product for the right situation. Lindsay and Caitlin here with Rex Ponder. Back in just a minute. Mark Trailer, owner of Arbor Springs Health and Rehab Center. The thing that's interesting to me, the older I get and the more we work in this business is, people that do our type of work have a calling. If I paid them a million dollars a year, it'd be too little because the work and the dedication that they have, it's hard to fathom how people can care the way they do. The thing that excites me right now about our employees and about what's going on is we've kind of been able to, as we ride through this, you kind of find out who's on your team and who isn't. And that's been a really positive for us because you kind of rallied the troops and now everybody is 
kind of got this breath of fresh air that we're opening up the building, we're having new people coming in, and um, it's it's kind of a new day, and, and everybody's really excited about that. Arbor Springs Health and Rehab Center in Opelika, 1910 Pepperell Parkway next to EAMC. Our phone number is 749-1471. Hello, this is Coley Trant from Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need. Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory. He taught you how to ride a bike, listen to your mom, and never touch the thermostat. Now it's time to pay Dad back with the ultimate Father's Day prize package. A Blackstone 22-inch tabletop griddle from University Ace Hardware. A $100 Visa gift card from the Orthopedic Clinic. A 50-inch smart TV from Rick's Audio, Video, and Appliance. And a case of Dad's favorite, Pepsi. To enter, text FATHER to 59925. Data rates may apply. Or register at NewsTalkWANI.com. Good luck. Summer is here, and it's the trade-up to a new Kia event at KiaOfAuburn.com. The all-new Kia Sorento is here, or choose the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. Both are road trip ready for the whole family. Or take a new Sportage, now with 0% financing for 66 months and $1,500 trade-in assistance. It's trade-up time, so get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com, where you're always number one. With a pre-credit, 1551000 this is the Abbey Award winning Auburn Opelika this morning. Final segment of the Thursday edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. Lindsey Crosby, intern Caitlin, and we're finishing up with Rex Ponder of University Ace. He's talking killing those weeds. That's right, and uh, talking about herbicides and. Uh, I was breaking that down in, in talking about weed killers or herbicides. They are broken down into post-emergent mm-hmm. and pre-emergent. Post-emergent kills the vegetation that is actively growing now or seeds that have already germinated. And under post-emergent herbicides, you have non-selective and selective uh, Herbicides, and that's the non-selective of the ones people that you get to spray on anything that's up that try that uh, will kill most vegetation that it is uh, sprayed sprayed on. And mm-hmm. selective herbicides are the ones that a lot of people use over their lawns, on their lawns, and things like that to kill the weeds in the lawn without killing the uh, grass. And so you're broken down into those two. And so you need to understand, you know, what you're doing and explain uh, as you're selecting a herbicide, explain to the person uh, that uh, okay. what uh, what you're doing so you can get the right one. Is it important to also know the type of grass you have, or are most of the selective herbicides not going to kill your grass no matter Very what? Very good question. I should have gone over that again, too. You need to know the type of grass. It's okay. very important to know the type of grass you've got because certain herbicides, especially on some of your 
grasses such as centipede and St. Augustine, which are not as common here anymore. Centipede is becoming kind of making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I had centipede at the last house and loved it. It's, oh, it's, it's one a, of it's the a lowest nice, maintenance thick grasses. carpet, yeah. That's right, and it requires... I had to do nitrogen once a year. That's it, one time of year, and uh, but... You do need to be careful with mm-hmm. uh, what kind of herbicides you use on there because they are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, centipede is sensitive to herbicides, and you can burn your centipede. And if you go hog wild with it, badly burn your centipede with either too high nitrogen fertilizer or either uh, uh, the wrong type of uh, herbicide. So. Those are some of the things. Know the kind of grass you've got and uh, explain thoroughly to the person that uh, that possibly is helping you select your herbicide what you're doing and how, and they'll get you the proper herbicide to fill the bill. Then, as I mentioned, in herbicides you have post-emergent. Then you have pre-emergent herbicides, which are used to stop the germination of unwanted uh, seed growth, uh, weed seed and and that kind of thing. Of course, it's going to pre-emerge is going to stop the growth of any of your uh, seed along that line. And usually your pre-emerge herbicides we place emphasis on in putting those down uh, at least once in the fall around October, October, early November, and then again in the uh, late winter, January, February. We used to always say October for your first uh, pre-emerge to get rid of those pesky winter weeds Mm -hmm. that come up and pop up in the grass. You have this pretty green weed out there in the fall when the weather's cooler. They're your cool season weeds. And then uh, you do go in in late winter to get rid of those uh, early uh, weed seed uh, that are going to come up early in the spring and create a problem. So... Uh, you have your pre-emerge, and, of course, you will select your pre-emerge herbicide again. Don't want to know the type of grass that you've got in your yard. And, of course, we always like to know, if possible, uh, what kind of weed problems you've been having. You don't have to know precisely every kind of weeds you've had growing in that yard, but... Uh, to get a general idea, if you've had a weed problem, to get a general idea of uh, the kinds of weeds helps us select the proper herbicide to uh, pre-emerge herbicide to put out on your grass. And uh, we, are, I've done a little uh, uh, maintenance schedule for lawns, kind of giving people an idea. Uh, I have so many people that do their own lawns and everything that give people an idea of when to look at putting on your, uh, that's a dollar for you. That's uh, a drink, Caitlin. Yep, uh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, when to uh, do what? In mm-hmm. other words, when to put your pre-emerge herbicide on, when to, uh, the times of year on that. And uh, if you've had a soil sample done and you kind of know uh, they suggest maybe that your pH is uh, too low and you need to put lime on, telling you what time of year it's best to put the lime on your grass to get the most effectiveness out of that. Uh, we've just got a maintenance schedule and telling you when to when are the when the ideal times of year are to fertilize. This this past year we got warm early. 
and uh, early in the season, and people, whoa, they were out wanting to fertilize the grass and get it going, and the grass hadn't even turned green yet. And so it's better to know because you can get into a risk factor of fertilizing at the wrong time, either too early and or too late Mm -hmm. in the season that uh, keeps it growing uh, on into the fall, and uh, your early freeze or your first cold snap will turn the tops of your grass uh, brown. So we can help you with that with a little maintenance schedule. So come by and let's select the right herbicide. And if I might say one last thing, anytime you use a chemical, a herbicide, an insecticide, and we'll talk about those next week, be careful and use them by direction. Follow the rules, folks. That's exactly right. That's Rex Ponder with University Ace. Thank you very much, Rex. You are welcome. This has been the Thursday edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. Stay tuned tomorrow. We've got a great day going on. It's a Finance Friday, so can't miss that. That'll be at 810. I'm Lindsey Crosby, and you can take that to the bank.